Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the 4040 Vision Podcast, the ultimate sports history pod where hindsight is 4040. Before we get into today's episode, let's pay some bills and hear from our presenting sponsors. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 4040 Vision Podcast. I am your host, Colette Abdallah, and I'm back to you with another edition of 4040 Shorts, our short form format where we cover a sports or sports history topic in about 10 to 15 minutes. And today's topic is Taylor Swift. And the question, why are some NFL fans so mad at Taylor Swift? So to give some background, in case you don't know, but you probably know, Taylor Swift has been dating Travis Kelsey, Chiefs tight end, since earlier this year. They've been together since, I don't know, earlier in the season. And of course, she has been attending games, attending uh, playoff games. She celebrated with them after the AFC Championship game in Baltimore. So she's been all over the place. And before we get into why people are mad and why the NFL is doing what they're doing with this, I want to talk about the the fact that there is some precedent for this. It's not completely unusual for an NFL star, especially a high-profile NFL star, to be dating a famous celebrity. Tony Romo dated Jessica Simpson back in the day, back when she was still relatively famous. Russell Wilson, of course, dated and is now married to R&B singer Sierra, who is decently famous. You know, she's got her Vegas uh, residency, and she's got, I'm sure, a bunch of big, big hits uh, back in her day. But she's still pretty famous. Former Heisman winner and number two overall pick, I believe, Reggie Bush, dated Kim Kardashian, who is one of the most famous people, famous women in the world. Tom Brady the greatest quarterback of all time, dated and is, of course, now married to former Victoria's Secret model Giselle Bündchen, who is also one of the most famous women in the world. I think the parallels are probably, you know, there's more parallels here with Brady and and, uh, Giselle and Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey than the other ones because of the level of player and the level of celebrity that these women are. I mean, Giselle is, again, one of the most famous women in the world. She was a Victoria's Secret cover model, all that good stuff. She has her beauty line. She probably makes more money than Tom Brady. (laughs) She may be worth more money than Tom Brady, who has earned hundreds of millions of dollars in NFL contracts and Under Armour deals, and I think he did Uggs and a bunch of other stuff too. But the, the fact that Taylor Swift is involved with a tight end who is decently famous, you know, I think people also... Before we get into the rest of it, I think people also underestimated how famous Travis Kelsey was already. He was pretty much a household name, which is unusual for a tight end. But again, he's not really a tight end. He's more of a, a wide receiver. He's a big wide receiver than he is a, a your typical blocking tight end, you know. And he was already on Saturday Night Live. He has a famous podcast, which obviously has grown in numbers since uh, his involvement with Taylor Swift. But he was already out there. He did, again, he did Saturday Night Live after winning the Super Bowl a few years back. So he was a, like I said, a semi-famous household name. He probably wouldn't pass the mom or girlfriend check unless they watched Saturday Night Live. But now, obviously, he he definitely (laughs) passes that test. But the question is, why is the NFL leaning so hard into it, into this, into the Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey relationship? And the answer is blatantly obvious. 
Taylor Swift is not just one of the most famous women or famous pop stars or whatever. She's just one of the most famous people in the world. She has, last time I checked, 280 million Instagram followers. That's, that's not far off from the population of the United States. I think it's, what, 310, 320, something like that. In addition to that, she has another 95 million Twitter followers. She doesn't follow anybody, which is kind of weird, but I guess that's kind of her brand. But 95 million Twitter followers. Between those two platforms, she has nearly 400, and million, 400 million followers on social media. I don't know if she has a TikTok or I'm sure she has a Facebook page. So let's add, you know, a couple hundred million there. So that's about 500 million people. And the Venn diagram between the people that call themselves Swifties, her diehard fans, and NFL fans, there's probably not much overlap there. It just doesn't seem like it's the same demographic who a lot of her fans are, you know, women in their 30s, 20s, teens. And I think that's part of her appeal is that she has multi-generational appeal. There's people that have been listening to her since she was 15, when she came out with her first album, who are now, you know, in their mid-30s, just like her. And of course, she has a legion of teen fans as well that are just listen, getting into her her music that probably never watched the NFL, probably never cared about the NFL. But all of a sudden, they care very much about how the Kansas City Chiefs are doing, if not the rest of the NFL. And this seems to have happened organically, which I think is important. I believe early in the season, Travis Kelsey talked about uh, he made a you know friendship bracelet or something for her and wanted to give it to her before uh, one of her concerts during the Eras tour, which happened over the summer, one of the biggest tours in you know recent memory. And apparently, she doesn't talk to people before or after her show to save her voice, so she wouldn't meet Travis Kelsey at that time, but. He put it out on his podcast and, you know, how these celebrity relationships go. Maybe there's some back channel communications, you know, he hits her up on Instagram, whatever it is. It seems to have happened organically. And now they've been dating for a few months. And she starts showing up to Chiefs games and the NFL is probably over the moon with this opportunity. And it just makes perfect sense. It's the perfect opportunity for the NFL to reach out to a whole new fan base of women and girls that regularly would give no shits about the NFL, especially a tight end, especially a team in the Midwest. So it's, you know, it's not a coastal team like the New York Giants or the LA Rams or whatever. So they were, like I said, probably over the moon about this opportunity. And the NFL in the past has made a lot of uh, advances, should we say, in trying to attract female fans? A lot of programs they have female specific or you know women specific clothing. They have jerseys with with a, a you know they're marked as as women's with a different cut. You know they have clothing lines. They had a clothing line with Alyssa, Alyssa Milano. They have one with Aaron Andrews, who's a sideline reporter. But no amount of rhinestone studded or pink jerseys with the breast cancer ribbon or all that. Are, is no amount of that those jerseys or, or marketing materials is going to have the same impact as Taylor Swift just showing up to an NFL game and the NFL being able to crop that little clip and put it all over their social media of her showing up in a Travis Kelsey jersey or a Chiefs sweater or whatever it is. And as a result, 
the profile of the Chiefs, the profile of Travis Kelsey has shot up exponentially, right? He was already probably a top 10, 15 jersey sales guy. I think he's number one in the NFL this year. There's been a huge demand for Taylor Swift branded Chiefs gear, even if it's bootleg. The other day I was at Dick's Sporting Goods and I saw a shirt that said, Karma is my tight end, which is famous, you know, based on her famous song, Karma. So everyone is just so excited about this marketing opportunity. And it's blatantly obvious why they're doing it. So the next thing I want to talk about is why people are mad. <laughs> why I should say it's a very vocal, I think, minority of NFL fans and why they're and talk about I want to talk about why they're so mad. And it just there's a few reasons. For one, Taylor Swift is a liberal. She's not the most outspoken politically. I don't know if she's ever publicly endorsed a presidential candidate, but she has come out and uh, expressed her pro-choice feelings or opinions and talked about women's reproductive health. And, you know, you can put two and two together that the party that generally is in support of, you know, being pro-choice and women's reproductive health is the Democrats, the liberal party. So obviously conservatives, who was probably her target audience since she started as a country singer. But those conservatives, a lot of them, those, those MAGA folks, have turned on her. I think it's stupid because she's a celebrity and she is allowed, but she's a citizen of the United States. She's allowed to have her political opinions and make those public. But I get it, I guess. The other thing is kind of related, and that's Travis Kelsey being a Pfizer spokesperson. If you watch the NFL, you've probably seen the Pfizer commercials where he's getting the flu vaccine and the COVID vaccine and talking about how you should get both. Okay, sure. I get it. Why people who are anti-vaccine would be mad at that. And that's not just MAGA folks. There's a lot of folks on the left who are anti-vaxxers. So it makes sense. You kind of lump those two together. Oh, she's a a raging liberal and he is a uh, raging, you know, vaccine salesman. He's a paid off guy by big pharma, whatever. So you kind of lump those two together. And then you have you know, uh, conservatives coming up with crazy conspiracy theories that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are a psyop by the Democratic Party and that she's going to come out and endorse Joe Biden after the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. That's some real tinfoil hat stuff we don't really need to get into. But again, that's what people are mad about. And that's kind of the, the state of discourse in, in a political discourse in this country. And the last thing is, well, not last thing. So the, the last two things, one is they some people feel that she's a distraction, quote unquote, distraction from the game in the NFL broadcast. And they, the, the NFL should stop showing her and CBS and ABC and whatever should stop showing her during games. That's probably the stupidest reason of the bunch. I mean, there's commercials every five minutes in the NFL. The whole thing is a spectacle. The whole thing is a circus. There's jets flying over the games, you know, during over stadiums during the playoffs. Their national anthem is a whole spectacle. The Super Bowl is the biggest spectacle in in American sports and probably in American media. People talk about the halftime show and all this other stuff. So the whole thing is a circus. And the NFL and any other sports broadcast, whatever, they always show celebrities. So, of course, if Taylor Swift is there, who, again, has probably 500 million followers on social media, is at a game, the NFL is going to show her. They're going to show any celebrity that's there that's in a press box or whatever, any famous person. So it makes sense. It's not, it's not that complicated. The last thing is kind of a combination of all these factors. 
And that's the conspiracy theory that the NFL is propping up the Chiefs and pushing them into the Super Bowl because they want to use Taylor Swift as a marketing vehicle for the sport. They want more eyes on the Super Bowl. They want more social media followers, blah, blah, blah. I guess. I guess it makes sense if you think about it like that. But at the same time, the NFL didn't make sure that half of the Dolphins' defense was going to get hurt before that playoff game. They didn't decide the weather for that playoff game. They didn't tell the Baltimore Ravens to stop running the ball against one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. They didn't tell Lamar Jackson to throw a couple interceptions. They didn't tell, what else? Yeah, Josh Allen to or Stephon Diggs to drop those passes. The list goes on and on and on. And people will always talk about how the NFL is going to prop up their potential or current dynasties. They did the same thing with the Patriots, and they're now they're doing it with the Chiefs. But the reality is, when you have a GOAT at quarterback, when you have a GOAT head coach, you're going to win. And the NFL had nothing to do with that, and Taylor Swift had nothing to do with that. It just hap- seems to be a happy coincidence that, that this is happening. And the NFL is, of course, going to take advantage of every bit of that. So, in conclusion, basically, you shouldn't be worried about this. Anybody that really actually is upset about Taylor Swift being there, just get over it. (laughs) It's really that simple. The whole thing is a circus. The NFL is a circus. The Super Bowl is the biggest show in, in sports media and in American sports. It's all a circus. It's all a big show. And she's just along for the ride. And the NFL... Like I said, it's they're going to take advantage of this. If it, it replaced Taylor Swift with any other major celebrity, and they would be doing the same thing. If she was dating Lamar Jackson, or if Lamar was dating, I don't know, Beyonce. I know she's married, but you know what I'm saying. It'd be the same thing. They'd be like, all, it'd be all over social media for the same reasons. So get over it. Just take it easy. Enjoy the Super Bowl. If the Chiefs win and he Travis Kelsey proposes to, to, to Taylor Swift at the 50-yard line, then enjoy the moment because it's it's a pretty cool moment. It's going to be like a top 10, top five pop culture moment ever if that happens. And even if he doesn't propose to her, you know, it seems like they're happy. It seems like it, like I said, happened organically. So it is what it is. So thanks for checking us out. Make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. Make sure to leave us a review and make sure to follow us on all the major social media platforms at 4040 Vision Pod. Thanks y'all.